It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here with you once again for another award season podcast as part of our multi-week series from the, the, the doldrums of December through the, 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 the Ides of March. That, that's actually better. The Ides of March. Thank you, co-host. And, and with me to help me <laughs> through this, it's Marcus Irving. Hello, Marcus. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus Irving here to talk about awards with my friend Marcelo, right? Yep. Yep. That's, that's true. I can verify all of that is true. Great. You're here to talk with me. I am your friend. I'm excited to do it, Marcelo. Yeah, I'm excited too. We do this every week. This, I love to do it. This has become a, a, a weekly tradition now. What are we going to do when we have no more awards to talk about, Marcus? What's going to happen then? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's not on the count of three ourselves. I know that for sure. Um <coughs> But before we get into anything else, folks, and I, this is part of the special announcement that I was talking to Marcus about off uh, off mic, oh. making making wheelings and dealings off mic. That's right. The ballot is still open for the Talk Film Society Awards, the tenth annual Talk Film Society Awards. It's our version of the Oscars uh, that I have been running hmm. since uh, since the Oscar season in two thousand. Uh, 13. That makes sense, right? Whatever. Uh, it's the 10th one. I know that for sure. And you can vote. You can vote in 20 categories. And the big announcement is, well, first you can go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS awards to vote. And the big announcement is the deadline has been pushed back a week. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. This is not a bad thing. Well, or yay, we can get more votes. <laughs> That's what we need. We need more votes. That's the thing. Uh, thank you, everybody who's voted so far. But we need more. So people listening right now, if you're listening to this and you haven't voted yet, there's still time. So the deadline is the 20th of January now. Okay. Everything's been updated on the site. Uh, no more of this. You know what? Another thing, another reason why I moved it is because it was just too scary. The deadline was originally Friday the 13th. I'd be, I was like, no, oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Horrible things are going to happen that day. We can't just announce awards or whatever. Who's, we have to be yeah. uh, in our bombshell. Who's counting the ballots? Jason Voorhees? No, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Jason Voorhees was counting the votes. Well, well, actually, now we have to deal with the possibility that Jason Voorhees might actually get it, be able to vote. Oh. And what kind of chaos would that bring? If I if I cared to you know run this bit into the ground, I'd be like, hey Marcus, <laughs> who do you think Jason Voorhees would be voting for in the Talk from Society Awards? You know, we can um, veer we can veer into that. Like, you know, who would Jason Voorhees like a uh, uh, best actress be? How about how about that, Marcus? Answer that. Uh, let's see, who would Jason Voorhees best actress be? That. Um. Would it be Anna de Armas and Blonde? Would it be Kate Blanchett and Tar? <laughs> uh, uh, would it be Margot Robbie and Babylon? Of, I'm trying to think of like a notable death in film this year. Oh, like perhaps you know what? From Halloween Ends or from Terrifier. Maybe he'd go for. How about this? Mia Goth and Pearl. 
I think that would be a good Jason ooh, Voorhees. Ooh, that's twist. Uh, she's even more twisted than Jason yeah. in some ways. Imagine if they met up. How, man. If they could team up on screen could, together. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Imagine that. Now let's keep going. What would his best actor be? <laughs> what would Jason Voorhees' best actor of 2022? Does he like Michael, do you think? Oh, do you think he'd vote for Michael Myers? Would, would, I don't know. Do, do they have some sort of uh, killer solidarity, or, or I don't or, know. Do, or do they actively hate each other? Like, like I, I know he hates Freddy, but does yeah, he hate yeah, yeah. Michael? I wonder. I wonder if they respect. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if they respect each other, or you know, or he'd go for like the new blood. He'd vote for uh, Art the Clown in Terrifier Two. Maybe he, maybe he'd do that. If he, but if he does dislike Michael, maybe he'll go for uh, uh, Corey. Uh, oh. Supplants Michael in some ways. You know what? That's that's also a good choice. Uh, Corey Cunningham, the that character. I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head. Um, yeah, something. Or he'd go for uh, uh, Daniel Craig in Glass Onion. Uh, he, yeah, something like that. He yeah. might be a murder mystery fun, fan. Fun. Yeah, 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 he might. Yeah. He might need to wind down. You know. Yeah, you know, maybe you know, instead of the slashers, he lives in, you know, in his real life. You know, he he, he lives those slashers. You know. He's one of those That's who's right. like he's like I gotta live through this horror movie. Maybe he just wants to wind down, you know, uh, pour a glass of wine, turn on Netflix, and watch <laughs> Benoit Blanc solve a murder mystery. What else would he do? Well, I guess let's just jump to the big one, okay? Best picture. What would Jason Voorhees? Best picture. This is the fun, This is the nail in the coffin for this bit. What would Jason Voorhees vote as the best picture of the year? Um, well, I think that he likes to see a bunch of people get mutilated on screen. So I think he's going to vote for Jackass forever. <laughs> you know what? Done. That's it. <laughs> um, or you know, he might be a fan of, uh, of, uh, after sun, uh, either way, uh, Jay- one of those two. Yeah. yeah it's, it's either one of those two. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. Pinocchio. Uh, so Jason Voorhees, uh, feel free to vote now. Um, and anybody out there who wants to vote, you have a week left. So January twentieth, uh, a week from, uh, uh, basically a week from the day you're listening to this when when it comes out, vote. And then we're gonna have a massive episode. I've warned Marcus about this already. Uh, the week of the twenty third of January, because uh, January twenty fourth, that Tuesday the Oscars are announced. And then that Thursday, uh, the episode which will uh, reveal the nominees for the Talk Film Society Awards, that's going to happen too. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode. Oscar nominees and Talk Film Society Awards nominees. So that's coming up the week of the 24th. Aren't you excited, Marcus? I'm very excited for that. (laughs) Marcel, you should know me by now. I'm excited about long podcast episodes. (laughs) That's going to be one of the longer ones. Uh, So so be prepared. Um, And then next week is going to be like another normal episode. I I, I still don't know what categories are coming up, but it'll be a normal episode. Then the week after that, again, nominees for the Oscars will be talked about, and we'll reveal the nominees for the Talk Film Society Awards. So there you go. Business done. TalkFilmSociety.com slash TFS Awards. Very good. Now for the business at hand. Uh, we, do, I mean, do we even want to talk about you know the things that we've put our eyes upon, the movies that we've glanced over? Marcus, have you seen anything, anything really worth talking about? 
Um, I think I watched one thing that could be in consideration. If you'll just give me one damn second, Mr. Pico. I'll give you one damn second. Uh, as for the me, menu, I watched the menu. Oh, oh, okay. This is actually good. You know, I, I, I do like it when a movie like this pops up on streaming. Cause yes, the menu popped up on streaming on HBO max last week. And since then, I've seen GIFs and memes and videos of people watching the menu. A little backlash out there, I a see little, that. A little backlash, a little a little front lash from people who <laughs> hated the movie when it first came out and are now hating it again because more people are liking it. I'm seeing that trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which I'll, you know, before I toss it to you, before, uh, uh, I'm not going to go on a huge rant or anything. I'm not going to go on a whale-sized rant. Because no. um, all, all I'll say is I watched the menu at Fantastic Fest last year, uh, 2022. I I don't think I, I don't think I said the story on on the podcast. I would have said it on our Fantastic Fest podcast that we never recorded, Marcus. But I'm doing it here now. Um, I saw the menu at a press screening like at 7 a.m. on a Sunday, and I had a ball. Uh, me and some other, me, me and a handful of uh, handful of critics were there. Um, it wasn't like a raucous sort of screening, uh, but I had a good time. And then when it came out, I was like, you know what? I'll see it again just to experience uh, uh, a, a a packed crowd seeing this because I heard from Fantastic Fest. I, I missed the uh, premiere there, but they showed it there. It, it went out, uh, it went off like gangbusters. Uh, I think it even won an award at Fantastic Fest. Actually, I look, I looked that up. Well, I'll, I'll just say uh, my general thoughts. <clears throat> oh, and then I also say yes, I saw it again in theaters. I had a ball with it. I think it's a fun movie. I enjoyed myself. Um, is it as smart as it thinks it is? Mm, maybe not, but I had a good time. I, and I do like people uh, are liking it. That's it. Back to you, Marcus. Marcelo, you say you had a ball. Marcelo, I had a ball. Yay! Uh, when I was watching the menu, uh, I, I think it's a really fun movie. Uh, it's it's a it's a part of my favorite, like maybe my favorite horror subgenre, which is you know like just lock a bunch of people in a place and make them do something fucked up. Your your Belko experiments, your saws. Uh, it makes me very happy. And this one in particular, it plays to some of my interests. Like uh, I, I I watch a lot of uh, cooking shows, and the movie hates me for that. And yeah. uh, the movie's right to hate me for that because I hate me for that. And uh, Marcelo, I think the movie is as smart as it thinks it is, Marcelo. I, yeah. I, I, I like the little class-conscious narrative. Um, I know it only really comes out in like a little bit, like just like a few lines at the end of the movie. But still, I, I, I don't know. I like that. And because uh, is what Ray Fine's saying, is it wrong? Is the chef wrong? <laughs> Are you going to tell me that the chef is wrong, Marcelo? I'll say two things. One, I was correct. It won the audience award at Fantastic Fest. The menu mm-hmm. did. So, of course, I had to see it with a big audience opening weekend. And I, I, like I said, I had a good time with it. And then going back to my earlier comment, I'll just say, you know, I, I don't know. It has this sneer to it that I don't necessarily. Like a cooking show. Like an upscale cooking show. I, but, you know, it, it's, it's uh, how do I say this nicely? Um, I, maybe I'll stick to my guns. Yes, you know what? For the most part, I think it does work. I think it is smart enough. But there are some times when I'm like, eh, maybe it's not smart. You know, it's uh, smart, like I said, as 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 I think it, it it thinks it is. But for the most part, I did enjoy it, and I think it does. Um, it does focus on these aspects that uh, the producer Adam McKay 
has been like working towards like in his mm. you know past movies, but I think it does it better. I actually uh, was not aware of that. Yeah, well, did that that uh, Adam McKay produce it? No, I, yeah, I didn't know. And you know what? He needs different filmmakers to take his themes and make yeah. them into good movies. But that's the thing. <laughs> that just seems to be what it is. I don't know if you also uh, if if you missed this info too, but this was directed uh, by Mark Malloyd, who directed some key episodes of Succession. Um, he's, All right. Yeah, he, he's directed uh, most notably the season finale of season three, which is like maybe the best episode of that show. Oh yeah. And uh, and and I and like I said, I think like because has the the uh, succession connection, like uh, some of the same actors from Succession appear here too, and it's, and it's also produced by McKay. Like I said, I think it does the McKay thing better than other McKay you know directed properties. So it has that going for it. But overall, hey, we both like it. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, f- f- uh, one thumb for me, another thumb for Marcus. That's two thumbs up. Yep. That, it it has, hey, up. Marcus, I think you'll appreciate this. We could say the menu has the Talk Film Society seal of approval. <laughs> yes, I think it would. <laughs> officially. I think it would get that. Officially, yes. it's the first movie to get the seal of approval in about five years. <laughs> <laughs> so mark that down, folks. Um, but yeah, the menu on HBO Max, and I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up on the Talk Film Society Awards ballots. If I might get you know, oh, you like you two. like the menu, TalkFilmSociety dot com slash TFS Awards. Yeah. Vote for it, folks. Um, and I don't know. I I have a feeling it'll be it, it might get a sneaky little nomination at the Oscars. I have a feeling it might do that because I think it's a little. A little screenplay, perhaps. Maybe a screenplay. Maybe. Hey, you know what? Costume design. Costume design. A production design. I might even say, I, I'm bo- I'm so bold enough to say, maybe Ray Fiennes will get in there. Supporting actor. Ooh, ooh, that's possible. Who knows about ooh, that? that's I mean, possible. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Or he might be lead. Well, who cares? Uh, anyway, the menu, Whatever. good. Uh, we can move on. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, what are we moving on to, Marcella? We just, we, we cover it. We cover it. yeah. We cover we cover a different category every week. We've ran through all the acting categories except for ensemble. That'll come later. But we've ran through all the main acting categories. Uh, what what's next in our venture into uh, the our awards category uh, <laughs> fever? The next phase of this fever, uh, the next symptom is screenplay, <laughs> original Both. and adapted. Both of the adapted and original variants. Yes. <laughs> there are slight differences between the, the two, but you sure have screenplay fever uh, if you have either one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's play, as always, before we dive into our personal picks and we jump into the Discord picks. Let's play the gold derby game. Let's do this. Come on. The this... gold derby. The derby. <laughs> the derby. The Let's play the derby. So this is the part of the show where I uh, really fuck with Marcus. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> this, this, one's a re- this, this is a real mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> this is why I do the show every week. Just to torture Marcus. <laughs> and make him go through the gold derby game. <laughs> So this week, I've, I've, I've written down the uh, top six in each category for best original screenplay or best adapted screenplay. And Marcus has to guess. He has five guesses, uh, but I don't know. He can guess more. There's no rules to this. He can just guess until he quits. Um, he's he's got to guess the top six in each category. 
And for those who don't know, for those who are maybe jumping in, Gold Derby, uh, that's the site I go to to uh, cheat in the Oscar pools. Uh, it uh, it uh, tabulates the predictions from experts and people on the message boards. Uh, it puts them into Blender and it pops out this ranked list. Uh, gets updated. I think I, I don't know how I don't know how often it gets updated. I'm guessing weekly. Uh, but so for this week, I'm in a Blender, much like the chef would do in the menu. <laughs> Here, put on this uh, marshmallow hat, Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> and hold this ball of chocolate. Why don't you? As I quiz you, here we go. So according to the experts, according to people who have no time on their hands and just guess uh, uh, Oscar nominations, who's going to get nominated? Let's go to original screenplay first. I wrote down the top six uh, on Gold Derby yeah. as of this week. Okay. Take a stab. Who is in the running? Who is top six? Uh, Stevie Bergs for The Fablemans. You got one right. That's number three. Martin McDonough for uh, The Banshees of Inishirin Island. Yes, that's you got another one. That's number two. Uh, the Daniel uh, Brothers for Everything Everywhere All at Once. You got another one. You got the number one. You got the you got the top three. You got one, two, three. That was number one. Yeah, everything wow. everywhere is the number one. I would have thought Fableman's for number one. Um, <clears throat> here it gets a little difficult. Uh, I'm gonna say because he's been nominated for the award. Well, he won the award. Uh, I'm gonna say Jordan Peele gets in there for Nope. Uh, unfortunately, he's not in the top mm. six. He mm. is. He is. At, Damn, that hurts. He is at number nine right now. Wow, wow, unfortunate. Um, Babylon. Uh, no, it's dangling at wow. number seven. So you just, wow. just barely missed it. Um, one more guess here, I guess. Uh, after Sun. You got it right. That's the number six. Ah. Good job. All right. That's a passing grade. Um, so as for the other two, Tar is number four. And you would have never got this one because like, nobody is really talking about it anymore. Uh, Triangle Causeway. of Sadness. No, not Causeway. Tri- oh, Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> Causeway. <laughs> I don't like I never would have got it. So I went to some shit that I don't I don't even know. Uh, hold on. Now I'm trying to find where Causeway is because like, usually they're all ranked uh, Causeway. Holy shit. It's at number 42. <laughs> it's all the way down there. So it's got a chance. It's got, it's a, chance. got a chance. It's got a chance. <laughs> okay, so just to just to reiterate, um, number six, uh, After Sun. Number five, Triangle of Sadness. Number four, Tar. Number three, Fablemans. Number two, Banshees. Number one, Everything Everywhere. This is what the Gold Derby site predicts. Uh, those top five, they'll say, they. those are the nominees as, as of this week. Now let's go to Adapted. All right. Turn your baseball cap all the way around. Forget original okay. screenplays. Now think of adapted. Okay. And as a reminder to, to I guess, to Marcus and to, and to folks listening, sequels count as adapted. I, 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 I had a, I had a, when I was coming into this, like making our own lists, I was like, I'm not going to have anything for adapted, am I? And then oh. I started looking stuff up, and I realized, oh, if it just has characters that have ever been used before, it yes. is an adapted screenplay. Yes, yes. So. so there you go. So take a stab. Again, what are the Gold Derby's picks, the top six for adapted screenplay? Marcus? 
You're up. Uh, Rijo, he gets in there for Glass Onion. Right. <laughs> okay. I've never heard that before. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Rijo gets in the number two. All right. The only one I was... Uh, oh, the whale. Uh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the whale. yes, the whale gets in the number four. Okay. Uh, now I'm... Now? Okay. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. Uh, after Yang... Uh no, unfortunately, after Yang is number seventeen, which which kind of sucks. White noise. Uh n- no, unfortunately, white noise is number ten. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Now I, I will say. No, I have no other guesses. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you you could have maybe guessed one, but it, because we've I, I've talked about it extensively on one episode. Um, the number one is women Top talking. No. Oh, Before, women talking. Okay. Yeah, w- women talking. Number two, Glass Onion. Number three, She Said. Another one I don't think you would have ever got. Uh, but yeah, that's in the running. Number four, The Whale. Number five, a movie that I have to be reminded of that it, it's real. It's Living. Um, starring good old lead actor, contender, Bill Nye. There we go. Oh, right. And uh, definitely. Remember this one, because I think we're, we're going to talk about this more with the nominees. Are definitely. Next, okay. Uh, Living is, is a British drama uh, starring Bill Nye based on Akira Kurosawa's uh, Ikiru. So there right. you go. Yeah. So, so <sighs> keep that in your mind from now on, Marcus. The, the <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> that all of them. Uh, and then number six, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, I, you know what? I had that one in my head earlier today. I should have. Uh, if I would have pulled that one, you you would have been damn impressed. I would imp- I would have been impressed. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's of well, course based on the book that they've already adapted into an yeah, Academy it's Award been like winning two different film. adaptations already. Yeah. Uh, well, that is a absolutely dreadful category. <laughs> I would say. I, it's <laughs> it's rough. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, our our John gets it. Uh, that's that's my pick for for the Oscar win for adapted screenplay, but I, I don't know. Sarah Polly could take it because I, if anything, Sarah Polly's script is like amazing in that. That's it. Okay, Marcella, you did just say who do we actually think will win? I realized we forgot to do that last episode. We've oh, yeah. been doing that every episode. Well, last two episodes were a, a, a bit of chaos, but we can definitely go back. Okay, why don't we do this? Let's finish these uh these screenplay categories. Let's say who's gonna win. And then we'll go back to lead actress and, and yeah. decide that. Okay, here we go. So let's go back. Um, original screenplay. Who's going to win the Oscar? Who are you going to bet money on right now, Marcus? Best original screenplay. Sarah Pauly. Uh, uh, that's adapted. It'd be crazy if she won for original. But um, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I sorry, I missed. I missed which one. Let me. Uh, yes, I can. I, I can. I can go through the originals again, real quick. No, 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 no. You got it. Okay, um, you got it. All right. I want. I want. Who do I want to win most? <laughs> who would make me happiest? But no, I I think the question is. Well, we can ask the two questions. Who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? No, I, I'm I'm going to make them one in the same here for original. Okay, okay. And I'm 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 doing a coin flip because they're both pretty even in my head. Uh huh. And I'm flipping the coin. I'm on the edge of my and seat. Uh, wow, a lot a lot of a lot of hang time in the air here. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, okay, that, caught it. Is that a coin from gonna, the movie Batman Forever? It is. It's it's scarred on one side. Oh. And I'm going to uh, to take this coin 
It's the same one Anton Chigurh used as well. And I'm going to take this coin and I'm going to flip it onto the back of my hand. And then I'm going to reveal my hand. Heads. Wow. Wow. Heads. Wow. Wow. Heads. Wow. Wow. So heads was, uh, I want, I want little Stevie to get up there on stage (laughs) and accept, and accept his award for writing about his life. The Fablemans. So Marcus O. Original Fablemans. I'm writing that down in the book. All right. Adapted. Let's get to adapted. Marcus, what's your pick? Who do you think is going to win for adapted? I already said it. Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly. Woman talking. Write that down. Woman. Women talking. Be talking. Women be talking. My picks. Let's see. I am going to... See, that's the thing. I don't think the Oscars are going to be cool enough to, in my opinion, to give it to the Daniels for everything everywhere. Even though, not to tip my hand, I think it's one of the most original screenplays of the year. It's in the title, for God's sakes. I'm also hesitant. It's not most original, it's best original. I get it, I get it, I get it. I also uh, say uh, maybe they'll just be be like, hey, Banshees of Ensuring, that's a great movie. Let's give, let's give McDonough that, that was the, another Oscar. That was the tails on my on my coin. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to do a quick search. Has Martin McDonough... I know Martin McDonough has won an Oscar before for Best Short Film, but I don't think he's won one for a screenplay, which is surprising to me, because I think, he's, I think hmm. he should have won one already. Uh, I'll do a quick search on that. As I do that, I'll talk about the other ones. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, Spielberg is going to get Fablemans for screenplay. If anything, I heard somebody say, and I'm going to steal this. Okay, McDonough has not won an Oscar for screenplay. He's just been nominated a few times. Um, he's only won an Oscar for short film. Spielberg, I, I think he might get the director uh, 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 guy I, that night. I, and not to tip my hand, but I think so too. Yeah, I think he can get on stage twice. Ah, but but the Oscars uh, uh, now and this. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what? I, I'm wait. switching. Banshees. Banshees. Oh, you're going Banshees? Banshees. Oh, okay. Banshees. You son of a bitch. <laughs> the coin flip didn't matter. Banshees. Banshees. Um, God, you know what? I Okay, I haven't even finished my thoughts here. I think I'm going to land on this one. I think I'm going to just go for it. Marcus, I'm going to go with Tar for original screenplay. Ooh, wow. That's a big... Big leap, Marcelo. Now, I'll talk about Tar later on. I'm tipping my hat, okay? But I do love the Tar screenplay. And I think Tar might be a huge contender at the Oscars. And I think Todd Field... I'll say this. I was going to save this for later. But I'll, save, uh, I'll say it now. <laughs> Todd Field, <laughs> uh, him and Kate Blanchett did that uh, Variety Fair like uh, 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 article, profile, whatever it is, like focus on tar. Who cares? <laughs> Todd Field told that story about how he was on the phone with Kate Blanchett's PR person or agent, whatever, uh, her agent, and her, uh, her agent told Todd Field, hey, Kate Blanchett can't do your movie for three years. Like, she's busy. So at that point, after hearing that message, Todd Field gets into a car accident. <laughs> And Kate Blanchett feels so bad for the guy that uh, she goes, you know what? I'll do your movie. So in my head, Todd Field, upon hearing that Kate Blanchett's not going to do his movie, he just re- he just reared his car into a tree. I, I, <laughs> that's that's the story that's plays that plays in my head. Um, but I don't know. I have a feeling 
he might get the Oscar. Adapted, it's a different story. I I uh, I guess I'm gonna go with Ryan Johnson. I think he has what they call what the kids what the kids call. I think he has the juice to get that. He's Chinese got a man. bit of the juice. Yeah. yeah, I think he does. I don't think so, you're wrong. Yeah, so I am. Uh, that's my that's my that's my uh, pick right now. I wrote it down. Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, for adapted. And you're going with Sarah Polly for Woman Talking. All right. I'm going. I'm going for the traditional Oscars choice on that one. Yeah. Even though uh, screenplay, I do think they do cool ones every now and then, like uh, Jordan Peele, of course. Yeah. Sometimes they he gets in there. Sometimes they do good. Sometimes. But now we got to talk about lead actress. The the the. Uh, what we should have done last week, we're picking who we think is going to win. So, Marcus, let me go first. Go ahead. This one's tough. It is. Now, yeah, I, uh, I, I hope this doesn't take too long because this is. I, I don't want to talk it out again. I got to go with my gut. I got to go with Tar and Cape Blanchett. That's where that's what my heart is telling me, and my quick rationale is, yes, I mean, in all seriousness, I think Michelle Yao deserves the win. Uh, not only would it count as like a career Oscar, but also just for the fact that she does so much in everything, everywhere. I said this last episode, like it, it that movie shows off Yao like her every ability, you know, uh, well, exceptionally well. But my heart, my gut, my brain, it all goes to Cape Blanchett and Tar. I think the, I think that's like a pitch perfect Academy movie. It doesn't matter that she's already won; they're going to give her another little golden man. So that's my pick: Blanchett, Tar, Marcus. Who do you think is going to win? Marcelo, <clears throat> I am fully with you. Cape Blanchett in Tar. Wow. I don't think Michelle Yao is going to do it. As much as it hurts me to say, um, she'll do some bullshit, like really bad drama in like four years and win for that. Michelle, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's and Katie unfortunate. B, she takes it home this year. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's not like a direct comparison, but as soon as I said that, I thought, yeah, it's kind of like when DiCaprio won for The Revenant. It's like eventually these amazing actors. They get their due, but not for the movie that they that they no. deserve to win for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and it always comes on a year that's like there's like one like insanely good performance that like should win. It, it it sucks the way they do it. It sucks. You've got honorary Oscars, save them for those situations. But whatever. Absolutely. I mean, Stanley Kubrick's never won an Oscar outright. He had to wait like a good boy for the honorary Oscar. Okay. There you go. Actually, no. Sorry, he won for special effects. They didn't just give it to him for his piece of tr- some piece of trash that he made, like <laughs> eyes wide shut. <laughs> eyes wide shut. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, Stanley Kubrick's never won a directing Oscar. He only won for special effects for like two thousand one. Imagine if they had waited until he died and like he they was like, hey, here's the best Oscar ever. Here's the best director Oscar for Stanley Kubrick. Here, 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 dipshit. Here, here, take want, it. Want us to bury you with it? <laughs> No. Instead, that year, the Best Director Oscar went to that guy who did uh, American Beauty. Uh, that, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, wait, who directed American Beauty? Pop Quiz. Who directed American Beauty? Pop Quiz, Hot Shot, 
I don't know who directed American Beauty. I know I should. I will know when you say it. Of course. Directed by, of course, Sam, Sam Mendes. Sammy, the the man who revolutionized James Bond and made him <laughs> cool for a modern audience. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so <laughs> 1999, a real quick history lesson, folks. Uh, 1999 Oscars was the year of American Beauty. Um, best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography. Oof, won all those Oscars, American Beauty. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Who's that actor? Let, uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Let's see. Let's go to Eyes Wide Shut. I'm going to pretend it here. That question <laughs> from Marcus. Uh, I just want to be reminded because I recently rewatched. Hey, speaking of Eyes Wide Shut, hey, speaking of Tar. Oh, wait, God's whoa, sakes, whoa, wait. Whoa, oh, wait, Jesus wait, whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. What's going on here? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> speaking of Tar, do you know who's in Eyes Wide Shut, Marcus? Um. Yeah. Uh. Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman. Um. Keep going. Keep going. The the plague doctor. Uh. Has <laughs> Sydney <the masks>. Pollock. <laughs> oh. <The> masquerades. <laughs> yeah. Uh. 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 I've seen this movie. Sydney Pollock. Uh. Marie Richardson. Of course, you know these. Uh. Vanessa Shaw. Uh. Lily Sobieski. Alan Cumming. And also. Tar director Todd Field as Nick Nightingale. Nicky, wow, really? Yes, <laughs> Todd Field, the director. Is of he Tar. an actor too, or he's an yeah, he acts he's... sometimes. Uh, we can, we can go through his filmography here guy. in a bit. Um, oh yeah, of yeah, course I've seen this fucking guy. He's the piano player. He's, he, uh, he's the piano player. He's the guy who who, yeah. who puts Tom Cruise in a predicament, basically luring him into a sex a, cult. Uh, son of a bitch! Yeah, I've seen this guy. But hey, do you know who else is in is in Eyes Wide Shut, Marcus? This this guy, I, I've seen this motherfucker. Do you know who else is in Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, um, yeah, uh, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Sidney Pollack. Pollack, Kate Blanchett as a Whoa. as a voice of a woman in the orgy. A woman, wow, she, very cool. She voices a woman. So the 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 tar connection to Eyes Wide Shut, massive. We just we just split open. We just we just knocked this out of the park. And do you know how many Oscars Eyes Wide Shut was nominated for, Marcus? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay, here's here's my guesses: picture, director, uh, production design, costume design. Get ready for this. None. Zero. You're right. Zero Oscars. Uh, well, it didn't deserve it. That's a that film is smut. <laughs> that film is shit. Okay. <laughs> A smear on the legacy of Stanley Kubrick. Um, <laughs> All right, what are we here to talk about, Marcelo? Original screenplay. So here we go. Now we got to get into it. We got to get into our picks. We got to talk about the uh, the top five in each category of original adapted screenplays. Uh, our our, our picks, picks for our top our five. picks. Okay, and, and I think it's my turn. Okay, I, I think know. it's my turn to go first this time, Marcus. So are you, you tell me are that you every week, and I'd believe you. <laughs> I th- I uh, think yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you, do your originals, and uh, and we'll talk afterwards. My top five from five to one original screenplay picks. Number five, Nope, by good old Jordan Peele. Number four, The Fablemans, by good old Stevie Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Number three. 
the aforementioned Tar by Eyes Wide Shut actor Todd Field. <laughs> number two will come as a shock. Number two is Everything Everywhere All at Once by The Daniels. And number one, what could it possibly be? The best original screenplay. Did he like that Irish movie that much? I don't think so. I think it's something else. And you're right, Marcus. It's something else. No, I'd put that in in adapted since that's that'd be adapted, of course. The best original screenplay of 2022, in my opinion, is David Cronenberg's *Crimes of the Future*. That's right. Wow. I went for it. I went for original Cronenberg. Part of the story is he. He made a movie called Crimes of the Future in the 70s or something, uh, but that doesn't count. This, yeah. is an, this, this, to me, is an original screenplay. Uh, yeah, it is an original, by the way. I did uh, I did think of that like, uh, and looked into it, and yeah, it is original. It, it shares nothing in common but a name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it shares nothing in common with that short film. So yes, my favorite, my number one of the year for original screenplay, Crimes of the Future. I've talked about it before. I love it from top to bottom. Um, technically, I'd give the edge to uh, everything everywhere being the better movie, but I don't know. I can switch things up. It doesn't have to make sense. I'll give the original screenplay to, to Crimes of the Future because I, I, just, I just dig it so much. It's a, it's a pitch perfect. I've said that. This is the second time I've said that. I should stop saying it. We should just watch it's, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> let's just watch. This is turning that. into you know, a Pitch Perfect commentary. Let's just forget the rest of this episode. Just watch Pitch Perfect together, Marcus. Just do that. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a perfect uh, David Cronenberg movie, and who better to do that than David Cronenberg himself? But here you go. there you go. That's it. Original screenplay. Marcus, do you want to share your original screenplay list? Yeah, I do. I do actually. <clears throat> I was thinking of not, but I think I'm going to do it. Okay, good. All right, my number five. Uh, we're come uh, something that came we're out coming. of nowhere this year. A modest hit at the box office. Buffo at the bo. Barbarian. Barbarian. That's a great pick. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Solid, solid little horror, horror film that gets uh, freakier the more you think about it. It took a twisted mind to write this film. And uh, from the twisted mind of that guy from Zach Craig, what kids you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really like the movie and uh, screenplay in particular. I actually do like a lot. Um, I'm going to go with number four. Uh, I'm surprised at my, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, number these beforehand. Um, I'm just kind of making boy. them up on the fly. I'm surprised at myself. I'm putting the Fablemans at four. Whoa. Same as me. Um, we match. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, because number three, I need to give it up to a man who researches the absolute shit out of his movies. Uh, wh- whatever his name is for the North man, Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers. Yeah. The man that's like famous for spending like decades making everything super authentic. Correct me if um, I'm wrong, Marcus, but didn't he think of this story like as a kid? Like this, this has been like a dream project of his for a very long I wanna time. S- I want to see the Vikings. Smash. <laughs> I wanna s- he took two, Viking, he took uh, action figures from Conan the Barbarian, smashed them together, cut to <laughs> 30 years later, he's making this movie. Yeah, nothing would surprise me less uh, that, that he has been like technically working oh. on this for like 30 years or whatever. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm wrong. It says here, born a Swedish family, Alexander Skarsgård has been fascinated with Viking history and mythology since childhood. That's where I oh, read that. Yeah. 
and it says here Robert Eggers he became <laughs> I was completely wrong. It says here Robert Eggers became interested in making a Viking film following a 2016 trip to Iceland. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> whoops. <laughs> So. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, he went over to Iceland, started smashing together his Conan toys. I got the Conan toys, <laughs> put them in the ice. He goes, one day, I'll make this. That six years okay. later, he did it. <laughs> my, number, my number two, Marcelo. I don't think you expected this from me. It's your number one, Crimes of the Future. Oh, my God. The number two. Whoa. I agree with you. Wow. Offbeat crazy movie the the way it's written the dialogue and stuff Marcus, that is my favorite part of the movie would you agree that surgery is the new sex surgery is the new sex we can agree on that surgery it's is so the new off sex. the wall and weird as shit i love it i love it from the twisted mind of david cronenberg <laughs> twisted mind of david cronenberg. brandon no david yeah david <laughs> uh fablements number no that would that was number four <laughs> Amazing! You put Fablemans number four and number one. That's a <laughs> number one banshees. Ban- I love their banshees. banter so much. Banshees of Inishiran. No, I love their banter. Do you know so much? It was it was very tough of me. Now I'll, I'll let's talk about banshees a bit because you kind of were trying to guess if if I were going to put banshees in my five. You were right to say I didn't like it. As, uh, that, that's a, that's a harsh thing to say. It's not that I didn't like it as much. I gave the edge to something like Nope. I almost put Barbarian. I sh- maybe I should have put Barbarian number five over Nope. But regardless, like I kind of went with like more movies I loved more, and also movies that kind of pushed the 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 boundaries or just made that category of original yeah. screenplay like more like apparent. It's like I want original. It's not that Banshees is not original. No, I do feel like yeah. it's it's like in I know what you mean. it's in Martin McDonough's wheelhouse. He has a lovely wheelhouse. Don't get me wrong. I do love that script. I love that movie. But I gotta give the edge to these other ones. So sorry, in my book, Martin McDonough. Better look next year. Uh, but that's your number one. I uh, that's that's no surprise. Good job, Marcus. Now let's go to Adapted. Let's do this. Let's do this. Adapt it. This is gonna be surprise. This is gonna. This is gonna blow your. This, this is gonna blow your load, Marcus. My my picks are adapted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get ready for this. Here we go. My number five for adapted. My personal picks. Number five. White noise. Uh, screenplay. White screenplay noise. by Noah Baumbach. Uh, based on the novel by Don DeLillo. Um. Now I'll be up front and say uh, if uh, Donnie D, th- there's no there's no movie that I've seen this year that I've read the book of. All right, I'm basically illiterate when it comes to that. Sorry, folks. No. I can only imagine. To me, this white noise is very much like Paul Thomas Anderson adapting the book for Inherent Vice and putting it on the screen. I kind of get that sense. It's like Noah Baumbach put as much uh, of Don DeLillo's original voice in White Noise, but also felt like a very much Noah Baumbach film. I don't know if it's a good adaptation or not. I've heard it's not, but hey, it's it's. I, I don't care. I, it's whatever. <laughs> I yeah. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't care about the original author. I really yeah, don't. No, no, no. All I care about is if it's a good movie. And I put it in adapted because, like I said, it has that feeling of like being adapted from a great book. 
I get that author's voice, but I also get Bombeck's voice in there too. So that's number five. Number four, same thing, and uh, basically the same case I just made. Although I'm pretty sure it, 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 this 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 veers far away from the original uh, uh, source material. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. Uh, Yay. It's it's a lovely movie, um, but I know for a fact that a lot of it is is coming from uh, Guillermo del Toro and co-screenwriter Patrick McHale's like original sensibilities. Um, I'm not going to tell you, because you haven't seen it yet, have you, Marcus? Uh, what was uh, Pinocchio? No, I have not yeah. watched it yet, unfortunately. It's very much like, you can tell, it's from the, the, the makers of Pan's Labyrinth. The twisted mind of... The twisted Guillermo mind of Guillermo del Toro, right? Uh, and Patrick McHale. The, from the twisted mind of <laughs> del Toro mind of Patrick McHale. and Patrick McHale. Um, <laughs> it's very much from del Toro's mind. It's, it's a Pan's Labyrinth movie, Devil's Backbone... Um, uh, uh, a shape of water. Uh, he just puts his own bullshit in it, okay, in a good way. Uh, but yeah, that's my number four. Number three, I did some re- research on this one, and I read a review of the book before making this official, just to see, like, again. I mean, it doesn't matter if if it's if it's if it adapts the source material, you know, uh, as well as well as it should. To whoever is, is is making this decision, like who who makes that decision? By the way, if it's like a good adaptation of the original source material, who cares, right? The but Academy. I, I found it interesting that my number three, Confess Fletch, apparently is very close to the source material. Uh, I read yeah. I read some of um, uh, this person's review where they went through line by line of how close it is, and it's surprisingly close. Like, and this was a book from like the seventies. Uh, yeah, so like adapted. what I've heard about that is like that like f- the original Fletch movies with Chevy Chase, those were actually like not close to Fletch very, and then like this one he want like McKay or not McKay, um, Greg Matola. Oh, what's his name? Super bad Matola. He wanted to uh, be as close as possible, and like yeah, yeah. So um, and 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 I love the movie. Uh, it's 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 such a I saw it again uh, last weekend. It's it's such a fun movie, Confess Fletch, and judging Lots of fun. judging by the things I've read about it, it is a close to source material, and it makes me want to read these fucking books too and see more of these movies made uh, based on the books. Oh my god! By man, by Greg McDonald. I want so many more of these. Yeah, more than anything this year, I was like, I want to watch this again and i want to see six more of these yeah. you know like that's yeah 100 percent. so yeah uh, i should i'll say uh screenplay by greg matola and zev borrow uh so good on them and then let's let's zip through my my top two okay who cares <laughs> who gives a shit about this if you're listening <laughs> glad you're listening but overall who gives a shit my number two <laughs> good old ryan j good old rj Glass Onion, Ryan Johnson's sequel to Knives Out. I gotta admit, I love the screenplay. I I, I, I think it works. I think it's... I, I talked about it last week in the last episode. Uh, that twist halfway through, I'd say it's genius. Uh, it's it's topical. Some would say it's too much into current, you know, Twitter. Uh, 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 you know... The, 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 it, it's too. It's, people say it's too close to the Twitter sphere of today, 
It's like why why live nah. online and also watch a movie that's online too? Nah, fuck that. Okay, I think it works. It's like good job, Brian Johnson you made another great movie, another great screenplay. Keep going. Not my number one. This will be a surprise to you, Marcus. I'm betting it will be because I thought Glass Onion would be number one. I, I thought so too, but I had to really think to myself. I had to really think like what's the one movie that's considered an adapted screenplay. That really is close to perfect. That takes previous material and just and just like raises the bar, and just stands on its own. To it's 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 already co-written by an Academy Award winner, so it's got that going for it. That's right, Marcus. Let's say it together. Mm. My number one is <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Wow, yes. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> you said, we both said it at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, screenplay by uh, Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks, based on the characters by Jim Cash and J- Jack Epps Jr., but most importantly, co-screen written by Christopher McQuarrie who I think it has a lot to do with why this movie is amazing. Like he, he's been Tom Cruise's uh, a partner in crime in, in like the PSC. last, in, yeah. In the last, like what, like five movies that Cruise has done. Yeah. And he, and McCoy understands Cruise as a superstar. And a lot of what I think makes Maverick work is because I think is, is what McCoy added to the story. So yeah, overall loved it. And I had, to, I had to give it the number one spot. It's my number one adapted screenplay. Marcus, the ball's in your court. It's my ball, and I'm going to run with it. Touchdown. And so, Marcel, just before I say this, I think my picks suck. Um, <laughs> okay. I did not. <laughs> it was hard for me to even put five together. I probably should have put Top Gun on here. I didn't. Um, and at this point, I'm reconsidering just putting it on here. And But I'm not going to, just, just for the sake of variety, okay? Because Variety's listening in on this. I hope they write a good story the about it. The trade us. magazine, yes. My number five, um, I'm just... <laughs> I, I think you're going to hate this one, Marcelo, even though you haven't seen the movie. I think I know what uh, it is. Blonde, adapted yeah. from uh, uh, Joyce Carol Oates' book. Who fucking sucks, uh, by the way. Look, number five... She, uh, no, she sucks as a person. Number five, it's number five for a reason. I just put it in there because I love that movie so much. The screenplay is the last, the farthest reason away from why I love that movie so much. So, like, it doesn't really matter. It's just, like, it is an adapted screenplay from this year. Joyce Carol Oates, Blonde. She sucks. Let's Andrew keep... Dominic probably wrote it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I can, I can look it up. Let's see. Blonde. Yeah, uh, uh, based on the book by Joyce Carol Oates, who sucks. But, yeah, screenplay by Andrew Dominic. You're right, Marcus. How bad does she suck, really? I mean, uh, I'm overreacting, but she, she, I, I she's, think she's just like kind of annoying. She's, she is, she, 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 but she's such a she's such a pill on Twitter. I, it, <laughs> but it's it's annoying that I'm that I'm this irritated by it. I shouldn't be. It's like, but she's like one of those like prime like poster like shitheads who just like this past week posted a tweet yeah. saying, "Oh look." at this like fake backdrop of this Hitchcock movie. Like he's fooling you. He's overrated. I didn't respond to it. <laughs> All I did was like, I, I retweeted a tweet from like a year ago where I said, Oh, I blocked that author 
who posted her disgust her disgusting feet on Twitter. She did that too. Remember that? Like two years ago, she posted her <laughs> nasty Whatever. ass her feet, feet on Twitter. On Good for her. It's disgusting. I, I, I read a I read a book of hers in like second grade and thought it was really good. But, All right, fourth, okay, uh, fourth place. God's sakes. I'm going three thousand years of longing. George oh. Miller's Clear Passion Project. You know, a lot of good dialogue in there. <laughs> Whatever. Third place, number three. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I think I'm going to say Glass Onion here. Number three. Wow. Glass Onion here. Yeah, get your your Uh, Glass Onions here. Um, I agree with you. Very clever, clever script. Very fun movie. Uh, Number two, uh, personal to me, personal to you, a large fandom out there. Oh, can I guess? Hold on. Let's say this together. Go ahead. Three, Go ahead and guess. two, three, one. Two, Clerks one. three. Clerks three. Kevin Smith. Clerks three. This movie makes some swings. This movie makes some big choices. Uh, it plays with characters that I have uh, loved for probably over twenty years of my life, uh, and I think it. Uh, not to say too much, but it, it 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 wraps up their story quite beautifully. It's a it's a really fun, a really good trilogy capper. Not the movie I would have made, and I think that only gives credence to it for being a the the be, the best Kevin Smith screenplay in forever. Yeah, like maybe maybe Clerks two, maybe Zach and Miri, who knows? But uh, I mean, Red State maybe, but yeah. Great stuff. Uh, I think he's going to win the Oscar this year. Um, <laughs> oh, do you want me to change number- <laughs> your, your, your pick? I can change that. Let's scratch <laughs> out. My number one, Confess Fletch. Yes, we're in agreement with Confess just, Fletch. Just, just that's, that's snappy, witty yeah. writing. I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved every little bit of it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So fun. Yeah, it's just so, so yeah, the, so confident. Yeah, and folks listening, if there's one thing you can take away from this, go to Confess Fletch. Please get the get, yeah. the get the view numbers up on that. It's What's on Showtime. Showtime. It's on Showtime. Showtime. I last year uh, I upgraded to the Paramount Plus uh, slash Showtime bundle. I'm bragging here, um, and yeah, <laughs> it, I, I saw it through Showtime there. But if you have Showtime, the app separate, you can you can watch it there or just buy it digitally. But it, it, hey, it's well worth it, folks. Watch Confess Fletch. Oh, and I'll say, can I say one more thing about uh, Clerks Three, Marcus? Can I say? Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I will say the part of Clerks Three that I think is like the best he's written, in my opinion, since like Zack and Mary. The section where he's making this isn't a spoiler. If it is, if you're worried about spoilers for Clerks Three, fast forward a minute or something. It's it's the part in the movie in the middle where they're making Clerks. Like I think that's amazing yeah. stuff. I I think that's yeah. that's up there with like um, the other like oh. Cinema is beautiful, like those movies from this year, from last year. I mean, like the Fablemans and even like Babylon. Uh, put in yeah. Kevin Smith's uh, Clerks Three in there too. It's about the power of cinema, and also like the um, certain certain characters' reactions. Him, how it saved his life. Yeah, you know, right? yeah. And also certain characters' reactions to having their lives put on screen. I think that's very real too. It's like it it goes beyond him. You know, being like a sort of selfish filmmaker, I'm like, oh, I'm making a movie about myself. And it talks about how other people 
would react to that. Like, how would you feel if like somebody put your life on screen, you know, and, and you're not the director of it. Like, it asks all this, these questions and it's like, it's, it's smart so in doing it. This is so good. This is, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The, the great, great, well said, Marcelo. This, yeah. this is his best screenplay in, yeah. in so long. Yeah. I, I, I would admit, I, uh, hey, that's I, old school Smith right there. I have, that's, that's, he thought about it. Exactly. I had my reservations about that movie, but I, I, I was thoroughly yeah. uh, convinced like he's actually a good filmmaker. So good job, Kevin Smith. He's still got it in him. He's still got it. In him, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to head to the discord? Let's Marcella? go to the disc. Hey, Hey, if, if I'm just a nobody, if I'm just a, if I'm just a Joe blow, if I'm just a Jane Doe, a nobody, a nobody if I want to join the discord and I want to make my voice heard, what do I need to do? Marcus? Come on. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't say it like that. If you're a nice person who wants to come talk about movies with other nice and cool people, uh, please go to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord or reach out to uh, any, reach out to either of us, you know, wherever you'd like. Uh, we can get you a link into the discord. Uh, again, a very fun little community we're building over there. Uh, I'm, I'm Josh and passionate people. film lovers. I'm Josh and people. I, I do like everybody in our discord. And I do want more people to join. So if you're cool, that's the, that's you know, it's there's only there's only one rule to join. Is is you have to be cool. Be please, cool. Please be like cool. ride a motorcycle, smoke yeah. cigarettes, something. Leather you know. jacket. Do yeah, do something. Grease uh, or hair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, die in the final act of uh, Easy Rider. <laughs> do one of those things. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. This the Discord picks. Let's let's go through them. Not as many this week, which is no. fine. Not not like which it, it's expected. Yeah, uh, screenplay is a, it's it's a more specific thing. It's a harder thing to just like throw together, you know. But we do have a, we do have a number of responses. Uh, we got four here, four people, uh, and they filled out both original and uh, adapted. Bless them. And uh, we uh, salute them for it. <clears throat> Our first up, Jay McMillan. His picks for original screenplay: Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Everywhere, Everywhere, All at Once. The menu, Ooh. nope, and tar. The menu, uh, we talked about it earlier. Fun movie, good up. movie. I think that its class conscious narrative is pretty well written and well weaved into the thematic uh, flow of the movie. And uh, Marcelo, you think it uh, <laughs> falls flat on its face trying no. to talk about class politics? Let me be clear and say, I think it does just enough. <laughs> It does not fall on its face. It, it stands well on its own as it, uh, as it opens up the discussion of, of class and food. <laughs> but I will say, a thing that really helps that movie is the casting. Anya Taylor-Joy, Ray Fiennes, they really breathe life. Not that it needs it, but it breathes more life into that script. And uh, it, it, the casting makes yeah. it even better. So, hey. Good on the good on the menu for showing up in people's yeah. categories this year. Okay, um, adapted. Um, Jay McMillan's adapted screenplay picks: After Yang, The Batman, Glass Onion, Three Thousand Years of Longing, The Whale. Uh, After Yang, I can't talk about. I'll just say The Batman. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Another just like adapted one that I'm just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um... This, is this is this the first a good time, Batman story? Is this the first time the Batman has been brought up in our award series? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'm I'm actually maybe a little surprised we didn't have somebody come in there with like a Zoe Kravitz for supporting actress or something. Should, should I save my Batman 
hot take for later. Maybe we, we maybe we don't have time uh, this episode. We will have we will have one more opportunity. So you you decide. Um, we have two. You have two more opportunities this episode to decide if you want to drop it. You know, after what? Yang though, you got anything there? Oh, I mean, I love after Yang, and uh, that one I was. Um, I will say like uh, with like toying with. I will say with like with a, a movie like White Noise, I kind of could tell without knowing that it's like based on you know uh, a book, right? And it, it feels like an author's voice. I didn't get that sense with After Yang. You, you, you could have told me that was an original screenplay, and I would have bought it. Um, but I love that movie, and um, I don't know I, I I'm glad to see it After Yang. <laughs> I'm glad to see the movie show up on okay. people's lists, so we can move on. I, and I'll hey, I'll say my the Batman take for later. But let's keep going. Uh, we have not the who's Tommy Tommy <laughs> Thomas Mariani is uh, uh, the host of Double Edge Double Bill here on the Talk Film Society Network. Thomas Mariani, his picks for original screenplay, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the Fablemans, nope. Banshees of Edith Sheeran, the Cursed. I don't know what the curse is. Looking it up. Um, look it up. Yeah, look it up, Marcelo. Look it up. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what this is. It's The Cursed. Great. Is a 2001 gothic horror film written by Sean 2001, Ellis. 2001, huh? Well, it says here, uh, made in 2001, but released in the States February 18th, 2022. It, it had its... Made in... It, it had... 21 years later? Wait. Let me start that again. The Cursed is a movie from 2021. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it premiered at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival, and it was released in the States on February 18th, 2022. So one year later. Horror movie? Yes, horror movie. Uh, gothic horror movie. Great. I, we love it. I know very little about this. So, so, so Thomas, good job. You, you got one over on me, buddy. Uh, let's see if he can he can yank our chains a little bit more here with his adapted screenplay picks. After Yang, Confess Fletch, that's a big salute to you, Tommy. White Noise, Glass Onion, and a, a cute little one here, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Uh, oh, we love adorable. it. Oh, God. Adorable. I love Marcel the Shell. Adorbs. Uh, not, nothing much to say. We, we, we've talked about these already. Uh, good picks, yeah. Thomas. Um, uh, again, I like seeing After yeah. Yang on these lists. Uh, it makes me feel bad for not putting it on my adapted uh, list. So thanks, everybody, for making me feel bad. We can move on. Uh, Noah Thompson, uh, thank you for keep posting, my friend. Uh, best original screenplay. Nope. The Fablemans. Decision to leave Babylon on the count of three. Anything to say about Babylon? I know you love it. Uh, so here's the thing about Babylon. I almost put it on, uh, my list of original screenplay, but the strengths of that movie do not lie in the screenplay. It lies basically everywhere else in the direction, the cinematography, the music, the acting, but I don't know. I have my, I have my problems with the screenplay, but I'm glad other people are, are happily putting it on their list. So good job, Noah. Uh, um, decision to leave that feels like a very smart person choice uh, unfortunately I have not seen it on the count of three I'm sure I've heard about it through this but I don't know I it. literally made a joke about it at the beginning of the episode Mark <laughs> we're gonna on the count of three ourselves that's that's the that, oh I, I didn't <laughs> okay yeah right. that, 
that's the uh, that's the A twenty four movie that came out uh, this past yeah. year about two. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, two characters who decide to commit suicide. Um, directed by Gerard Carmichael. And we'll have to watch it to find out if they did it. Uh, best adapted screenplay: The Whale, The Batman, The Andy Warhol Diaries, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Breaking. Uh, which is the prequel to Breaking Two, I believe. Um, I don't know what Breaking is. I'm pretty sure. You, I'm pretty sure you made that joke the first time we brought up Breaking. Uh, Andy Warhol Diaries. I did not hear about this until like within the last couple of days, and I've seen it a bunch hey, of times since then. I I'm just googling it now. Apparently, it's a documentary series on Netflix hmm. from executive producer Ryan Murphy. Um. Huh. You got me there. Uh, also, you're, just, you're disqualified because this is a series. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is illegal. I, I we will be sicking the cops on you, Marcel. I had a fun thought here. What did you think about? I'm sure you saw it. You're uh, you're an online guy. It went around on Twitter. It made the rounds on Twitter today. Um, of a somebody's poll, you have to cut one of these three from a movie, and it's. Great screenplay, great director, great cast. What do you well, make of that? I think I answered that question uh, unbeknownst to you, Marcus, just two minutes ago when I said a movie like Babylon has everything going for it except screenplay. Right. So I'm going to go, hey, cut out screenplay. Yeah, uh, that's the obvious choice, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, in my head. It's like it's like a 33, 33 split on that poll, which is ridiculous. And why why would you not say director, or why would you say director? But, yeah, because um, I think you can have somebody as talented as like Damien Chazelle, you know, make something of a script that's not great. <laughs> I'll say that in Babylon. Yeah. Uh, what's what, what's the third one? There's director, writing, and what's the other one? Uh, cast, great cast. cast. Uh, oh, no, oh, I mean, fucking the cast in Babylon. I mean, I would not trade Margot Robbie out for anybody. I would not trade Damien Chazelle. I would say, hey, Damien, get like another screenwriter to come in, uh, make the movie and masterpiece. And uh, uh, we don't need to worry about script though, because like that movie's great. Uh, yeah, the script. But yeah, that's my answer. I agree with you. What about you? I agree. With oh, you agree? Okay. okay. I do agree with you. I, I think I did answer the poll with uh, actor, but then I thought about it more and I was like, yeah, it's script is probably the right thing to get rid of. Because like uh, my thought with acting was like, it's not even bad acting can be good acting, you know? Uh, and if you have a director that can work around it, like, like uh, let's say David Lynch or, uh, or, uh, or like a, like a Tim Heidecker or whatever, like Tim and Eric stuff, like where they can, they can, if you can utilize the people well, it doesn't matter who you got, you know, uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. And on, on, on that note, uh, wait, have they I talked even about, add to the movie. have I talked about Amsterdam on this show yet? Don't know that you have. Because speaking of directors utilizing their actors, I mean, David Russell, he's a piece of shit. And he's also now I can categorically Stone Cold. I will not watch that movie. Yeah, but Marcella did. I can categorically say he's a bad director because <laughs> he just doesn't know how to use the natural charisma of a John David Washington. He doesn't know how to use the the, the marvelous talent of Margot Robbie. He makes they're they're sleepwalking through Amsterdam. The movie, it's ridiculous. And I've seen clips go around this week of. 
of like uh, of, of Amsterdam with like Margot Robbie and John David Washington, and it's insane how I look at that and I go, they're they're not good, they're terrible, and then I see Babylon and like Margot Robbie is like one of the best actresses alive in that in, in Babylon versus like her being a robot in Amsterdam. So that's Ridiculous. that's what happens with a bad director. Yeah, uh, yeah, bad director is the most essential. Like that, I think we can agree. Um, okay, and our buddy Sam Shot First brings us home. Uh, friend of the site for for so goddamn long. <laughs> Original. Nope. E E A O O. The Fablemans. Banshees of Ian Sheeran, and an interesting one. Uh, Turning red. I, I I agree with him. That's a fun one. Um, good, good original Pixar script. I, I wouldn't say it's super original. Uh, like it, it is, I know you haven't seen it yet, but like you said, your favorite, your last favorite Pixar movie was, uh, inside, inside out. out. And it's to me, it is essentially just inside out, but updated for kids that were born five years after inside out came out. <laughs> like, um, yeah, uh, but but it's good. And adapted his picks are Glass Onion, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, The Batman, Three Thousand Years of Longing, and White Noise. This is your last chance to make. Oh, and he puts a, an honorable mention for the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, this is your last chance if you want your Batman uh, rant. Make your choice, Marcelo. Flip uh, your Harvey Dent coin. You know what? I'm gonna save it for a future episode. All right, Marcus. <laughs> I think I think that's it. I, was there anything else we wanted to cover before we wrap up this episode? No, I think uh, I think we should wrap this up again just with one more plug. Uh, talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS Awards. Please get your votes in, people. We need them. Tell everybody you know to vote. Uh, again, I like to stress this. Even if you only got one or two picks, put them in there. If you only care about a couple things, put them in there. If you think you didn't see enough movies this year, you're wrong. We want all votes. Yes, please. I'm going to reiterate. What Marcus just said, talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS awards vote. The deadline is a week from when this episode drops, uh, the 20th. It's no longer Friday the 13th. You can no longer be scared about Thank when goodness. to submit the ballot. You, you have until the 20th. So there you go. So keep voting, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week, what's the category? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. It could be. Hey, what, uh, if you were to guess, Marcus, if you want it, how about this? If we can agree on something right now as, as what the next category would be, because I have something I kind of want to talk about, but you can veto it. How would I you want to hear yours? How would you feel about talking about best original score next week? That's going to be tough for me, but so thank you no. for giving me a week's head start <laughs> to start listening to some scores. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we don't have to do that. Maybe we can do... No, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to give myself the challenge. That sounds good. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that sounds good to you? That sounds good. That's uh, Oh, and and we could we could bring our own tracks. We can bring our own favorite. Like uh, We could say, hey, here's a clip from my favorite score, and then we can play it. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be, that'd be good. Actually, give me give me some... Give me some, some more fancy editing work you're gonna have to do. Yeah, I just I just I just dug myself a hole. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Speaking of that, let's cover up this one uh, and get and get digging for next week. Marcus, thank you. Do you have any plugs? Do you have any anything uh, to to advertise? Uh, yeah, uh, 
our podcast have a nice apocalypse about the film Southland Tales and the works of Richard Kelly. Come back soon. Come back very, very soon. Uh, we got a great lineup of uh, fun guests, uh, some returners, some uh, some uh, wild cards. Stay tuned. Yes, we're currently. Well, Mark is mostly planning uh, it, scheduling uh, scheduling to start soon. We might record an episode here soon, uh, or we're planning on it. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, the, re- the return date, TBD. <laughs> so stay tuned. That's soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough. Uh, 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 subscribe to it. Go to talkfromsociety.com slash Southland Tales to subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. That link works. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Thanks, Marcus, as always. Uh, glad we made this a short episode. I am looking at the clock. Well, we, it's just an hour long. Look I can't believe this. I really thought we'd have nothing to talk about, but we always find it. <laughs> So, hey. Hey. I had a fun time. It's always a, it's, a, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Marcus. Always, Marcelo. Yeah. And with that, hey, I'll see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye. Bye.